Red Business with Jonathan Healy. Hi there, and thanks very much for joining us. Lots to come on this episode. We're going to talk about reflexology, and we're going to find out about the top 50 Cork Indigenous companies. All on the way, but first up, I could not pass this by. There's been a lot of talk this week about bus services in Cork, but I'm not going to talk about that because that's boring. We're going to hear about a bus route with a difference. How would you fancy hopping on board a bus, cruising around the city, chatting with your friends, all while being served delicious food and listening to jazz? Well, I've seen this and I'm slightly obsessed with it. Vintage Tea Tours is returning to Cork this summer. Sales and Marketing Manager is Kira McCaughey. She's with us. Hello, Kira. Hi, how are you? I'm very well. Now, I, again, I am obsessed with this. Every time I see it, I keep going, I would love to be on that bus. It is a classic old double-decker to begin with. Yeah, it is indeed. So we have um, three Routemaster buses. So they're old London um, Routemasters from the 1960s. Okay, so and you've kitted them out. Now, it's not like going from A to B. Uh, these, this is silver service, isn't it? It is, absolutely. It's afternoon tea, the Irish way. Um, so yeah, we've completely redone the interior and the exterior um, with, you know, like Irish animals around the outside and then, you know, our branding. And then inside we've taken out some of the seats. We've kept the original seats on the inside because they're just iconic to the Routemaster. But we've added in tables um, in between some seats. So our tables are twos and fours. Um, and then we've beautiful wallpaper on the inside, twinkling fairy lights. Um, and then we have a speaker that plays, um, like you said, the 1950s jazz and old crooners as we as we drive around. Now, and can you go upstairs as well? I mean, can you sit in the front seat of the bus as most people are wanting to can. do? You <laughs> can. Where you pretend you're driving the bus. Absolutely. You can indeed. Um, <laughs> so 24 seats upstairs and 12 seats downstairs on the lower deck. Um, <clears throat> so those ones at the very, the, we call them the very, they're our VIP seats. So they're the very front facing um, four seats so you know you get your kind of 360 view you're looking out onto the street as well as to the left and the right and now uh, the question of course here is you, you don't make your own cup of tea obviously somebody is there to help you you are served um, you, you're a very pleasant afternoon tea yeah you are indeed so when you come on board your afternoon tea is laid out on the table for you um, all, pre- all seats are pre-assigned and then as we get going we've um, hosts on board um, who take your your order so we've of course barry's tea <laughs> and um herbal teas and then um coffees as well as hot chocolates and juices yeah, if you were that way inclined could you get a glass of something else unfortunately not on board um there's no license for it at the moment but when we're in cork we're teamed up with the maldron south mall hotel and post tour you can go in and have a glass of bubbles with them oh very good so you can get the best of both worlds Best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah, and this particular bus, now they're all London route masters, so they're, they're, they're the real classic ones with the bar at the back, you, the, the hop-on, hop-off old model as far as I can make out, aren't they? Yeah, so it's the old route master. So you have the, um, the half cab at the front where the driver sits. So the driver's completely separate to the bus with the half cab. And then at the back, you have your open back platform, the pole, and then the stairs are at the back as well, the kind of curved stairs at the back of the... At the back of the bus. Yeah, at the back of the bus, right? Okay. Where you, you, I mean, if you if you really like somebody, you can put them in the VIP seats. If you don't like them, you can put them down the back of the bus next to the pole. It's a very simple model. How many people can you get onto the bus? <laughs> so the bus sits thirty six, so twenty four upstairs and twelve downstairs. And you, 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 it's your bus. So in other words, you can you can have two people on it if you want. You can have thirty six people. How does the marketing and the pricing work? 
Yes, yeah, so it's a per person price. So it's forty nine fifty per person for the regular seats upstairs and downstairs. And then for those VIP seats, it's fifty four euro per person. Um, but we do have packages where you can rent out, you know, the full bus or you can rent out um, the top deck or the lower deck. And it just kind of gives you that bit more exclusivity. Oh, okay. And then with that, yeah. And then with the kind of private hire, say if you wanted the whole bus, we can also pick you up and drop you off then at a location that suits um, as well. So it's much more flexible. Um, yeah. The bus is kind well, of yours for those two hours. I'm delighted because I thought you'd have to hire the whole bus to use it, but you can actually just rock up, say if you're just two or three people, you can pay your tickets oh, yeah. and oh, pay as you yeah. go. Absolutely, yeah, that's the way we do uh, most most times. We'd have, you know, depending on group sizes, we could have, you know, 12 different groups on board. But, you know, we really like that idea of, like, we, we say we're opting to the Irish way. So even though you might be coming on with a friend, by the end of the tour, everyone's kind of talking amongst themselves as well. Um, and, you know, we've had groups before, they're like, oh, we're going to get a drink now after this. And they've never met before until the bus. Um, so even though you're coming in your own group, you know, that there is that kind of joining in with everybody on board. And is there an age profile here, Kira? I'm going to suggest probably a bit, little bit older might be more into this or, or could you find a little bit of everything on board? We honestly find a little bit of everything. I know everyone says that, but we really do. We're really intergenerational. Um, we get a lot of, you know, people in their 20s and 30s buying it for their moms and their grannies and coming on all together. And, you know, it's kind of reminiscent um, then for everyone, you know, the granny is telling stories about, you know, getting these buses when she was young and hopping on the back and, you know, the inspector at the back and trying to, you know, dodge him. Um, and then it's a nice day out then for what? the youngers that are bringing on their grannies. That's a terrible slur my poor granny. She never, ever dodged a fare in all the years she was hopping <laughs> onto those buses. Kira, how can people find out more about it if they want to book a trip? Yes, so it's um, our website is www.vintageteatrips.ie and then we're Vintage Teachers on Instagram um, as well and then we're coming down to Cork in July and then another weekend in November. Lovely. Well, people can find out all the details there. Kira, it's brilliant to talk to you. Uh, I love seeing those buses around and now I know an awful lot more about how I can get on them if I want to. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks a million, Jonathan. See you. Bye, bye, bye. Get the Red Business Podcast every week with Jonathan Healy at redfm.ie and wherever you get your podcasts. Now, if I told you you were going to speak to someone who had to pivot their business during COVID, you'd say, well, sure didn't everybody. But what if I told you that guest had to pivot their business in March 2020, just as COVID restrictions arrived and the business was only a few weeks old? Anita Siegel is the woman behind Happy Feet Reflexology and she's here to tell us how she kept the show on the road. Anita, you're welcome to Red Business. Hi, Jonathan. Hi. Uh, thanks very much for having me. Reflexology is all about keeping people calm and exploring your, your inner relaxed self. I'd imagine you weren't very relaxed when all of a sudden the business that you'd poured blood, sweat and tears into couldn't trade in the way you expected. I think I was more under shock than worrying, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think back and I honestly do not remember. Uh, I kind of saw it coming. Um, people and friends were telling me, oh, it's only two to three weeks. And I said, no, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. So I kind of pivoted pretty much straight away as soon as uh, COVID restrictions came into place. And if I may just say, I actually started out as a workplace reflexologist. So I offered workplace reflexology. And as soon as companies closed down uh, the offices and they went into home office, I knew 
that regardless of um, restrictions being lifted or not, I have to pivot. Yeah, because so you, you couldn't go to the office. That was the whole purpose. No, of definitely, the plan. I, there was yeah. no point. Yeah. So <laughs> tell me, there. tell me about the pivot because we've talked about the pivot a lot in other businesses, but <laughs> it's yeah, some, sometimes it's easier than others. As what did you do? Well, honestly, I don't know how, but you see, I had my clients' well-being on my mind, um, and what all I wanted to do at the beginning was to give them some sort of a service, some sort of a support if you want to call it a guidance, how they can help themselves. And I could do that uh, remotely. First, I started with Facebook Lives, and then it developed into Zoom uh, meetings and obviously other platforms as well. But genuinely, my first thing on my mind was that I have started to offer reflexology services to, to people who were working and they couldn't really enjoy the benefits that reflexology uh, is giving because they were working nine to five or nine to six or eight to five. Um, and these people were actually benefiting from it. I could see the difference in the previous few weeks and suddenly nothing. Yes. So uh, I, honestly, I just wanted them to have something to that they to, can yeah. hold on to, help them to relax, help them to sleep better get over this shock that we have all experienced. And Anita, can I ask you, reflexology for me, it's very hands-on. You have to you have to yes. kind of massage people. That's the point of it. You yes. can't you can't do that on a Zoom. So how did you overcome that challenge? So, uh, so I call it uh, guided online hand reflexology. So I literally show people the areas we work both hands and the whole hand as I would do on their feet. Uh, for that, like you need to know that every single reflex area that we have on our feet is mirrored on our hands. Okay. okay. So I show them the techniques that I use. Um, and there are certain techniques that mainly reflexologists use or you need a lot of strength, very short nails. But there are one or two that anyone can use. Okay. May not be as efficient, as beneficial as if you were going to a reflexologist, but certainly better than nothing. Well, exactly. Uh, but then, you know, things started to open up again and you were able to meet people, particularly in the last few months. Have you managed to yes. work out a halfway ground where you do some online and you go to some offices? What What are you I, doing right actually, now for Happy Feet? Yeah. So last year, I built a small studio out the back of my own garden. And I also qualified as hot stone reflexologist, and I believe I'm the only one in Cork. Okay. So I offer now hot stone reflexology treatment uh, from my own studio, where I have full control of everything, like, you know, visitors, cleaning, hygiene, everything, and my hours, obviously. Uh, and in between... I also uh, run online workshops for uh, international companies. Okay, so that works. So you can still do it. But can I go back yeah. to the hot yeah. stone reflexology? Because I understand yeah. the hands <laughs> and the oils. What does a hot stone reflexology session uh, involve? Yeah, it's gorgeous. It really is. It's just one step up from traditional reflexology. And I combine hot stones with traditional reflexology moves. So what I use the hot stones for is relaxing the client. Um, remove the stones are actually really lovely and they are specifically designed for uh, healing treatments so they actually draw out heavy energy from the body uh, they also open up the reflex areas on the feet much more 
So the treatment itself, which can be quite uncomfortable, you know, if we are releasing congestion and blockages, is never as painful as it used to be before okay. I started to offer hot stones. All oh, right, well, look again, any bit of heat at all tends to tends to go well, except in the summer, when it might not be as well, well as it would be in the winter. Do you know what, actually, funnily, no, it's summer, it's really hot, and my clients come in, they lie down. Now, I, I can leave the door open so it's cool enough inside, but I'm like, okay, is it going to be too hot? You know, I have to put a blanket of them, which also adds to the comfort feeling of a reflexology treatment. And they are like, no, no, give me the blanket. I want the hot stones. Oh my God, I love it. Yes, yeah, people people sign up for it. Where can they find you though? If they want to get uh, maybe an online session or the hot stones, how can they find Happy Feet Reflexology? Well, uh, my website is happyfeetreflexology.ie. Uh, there is a booking system where people can actually book their own uh, appointment and there is also a section where they can have access to my video tutorials excellent well look I, I will have a look at the website myself because I'm intrigued uh, but all those people can do yeah. as well happy feet re- happy feet reflexology.ie Anita Siegel thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us not at all thank you so much for having me on Figures compiled by Business Plus this month give an insight into the health of Cork's biggest private companies after what's been a pretty tumultuous couple of years. And what stands out is the consistent performance of some of our local success stories, despite all of the upheaval. Editor of Business Plus and businessplus.ie is Nick Mulcahy, who's with me now. Hello, Nick. Hi, Jonathan. You actually made it to Cork for the launch of this report, didn't you? Yeah, we had a great time in Cork this week, staying at the... uh at the Dean Hotel, and we had the function there to to uh, invite a lot of supporters of the magazine and other people to um, to hear all about our new owners, uh, DMG Media, and what they're bringing to the brand. And uh, just wanted to spread the word around Cork, really, that uh, Business Plus is um, part of this larger DMG Media Ireland uh, group, who also do newspapers like the Daily Mail and lots of websites too. So. For our brand, it's great because we've got a lot more reach now. Tell me a little bit about the magazine. People will be familiar with it. They know it very well from newspaper stands and many will be subscribers. But to the uninitiated, what do you do? Well, Business Plus magazine was first published in in 1998 and kind of was a monthly magazine. And it's, so it's lasted kind of, you know, nearly um, 300 issues now. It's, it's kind of survived various economic crashes and just coming out month after month, uh, covering Irish business with a focus on SMEs mainly, but also larger firms. And uh, it's just the consistency of the product, I think, that has, has helped us survive. Now, you do this top 50 list as well. Tell us how you bo- go about compiling it. Well, what we're looking for are the the largest indigenous indigenous uh, companies in Cork City and County. So that's ones that are totally controlled by Irish people. They're not multinationals or or owned controlled from overseas. So we just go into the company's office and we do a search. And we, you know, over the years we've compiled a lot of uh, uh, from our research. Okay, who 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 is the core company? How big are they? Let's dig out their accounts. We rank them by shareholders' funds. So shareholders' funds, if you like, is the net worth of a company if you balance off all its assets and liabilities. And the reason we chose that route is that, you know, more recently companies have been publishing turnover and profit figures, but not all of them do. But you can judge the true size of a company that wants to be a bit shy, if you like, about its turnover 
by looking at its shareholders' funds. Mm. Looking at the top of the list, though, Musgraves, no real surprise. Um, one of the country's biggest retailers, if not the biggest retailer, if you take in all their brands, topping the list in a Cork-owned company. Yeah, well, they've. I think we've been doing this list for about 20 years, and I think Musgrave is always number one. Uh, like you see, their turnover in 2021 was uh, basically 4.5 billion, and that was 500 million more uh, than in 2020. So they uh, they got they had a big boost from the pandemic, and and their profits were up to um, marginally up profit. But they added uh, in this net worth shareholders funds metric that we use, they added 50 million to their net worth and that was after still paying out 18 million euros in dividends to the to the family that that owns that uh, wholesaler come retailer you know the best Musgrave they sell they supply all the products that you find in the Centra and Super Value stores and other brands so all these uh, owner managers if you like around the country who run these corner shops and supermarkets they buy all their stuff from Musgrave mm. uh, The other uh, real standout was there was two very strong performances by dairy uh, industries so Carberry and Dairy Gold uh, Carberry were named Cork Company of the Year at the Chamber Dinner recently and Dairy Gold both made the top five Yeah Dairy Gold's number two at kind of a net worth about shareholders funds of 420 million and uh, Carberry's at 290. Dairy Gold, you know, they, they're they're just massive in processing milk. Down, I mean, what we were, when we were on the train <laughs> from Dublin to Cork and back, all you could see on either side coming up to Fort Leash, basically, well, not quite that far, maybe was cows in the fields. Like there's lots and lots of cows in the fields on that rail line, and uh, they process Dairy Gold. I mean, they they you know they process an awful lot of milk. They're trying to kind of get in now to add a bit more value there to. Uh, to, to kind of go down the Kerry route, if you like, of, of doing flavorings and stuff. But for the moment, uh, they just they, they, do milk and um, mostly milk and, uh, you know, adding value to the milk by making cheese, etc. And uh, there's fantastic demand for, for cheese around the world. And it's a very solid business. Carberry, Carberry's in exactly the same mold. It, it's owned by four West Cork co-ops. And, uh, you know, the milk milk is a very good business uh, at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely proves it. Um, when you're looking at this list, it's good to see such strength, isn't it? That Cork businesses, the, the ones that are owned by Cork people, have survived what has been a very challenging time for the last two years in, in good root health. Yeah, and you know, so, some some companies obviously were more impacted by the pandemic lockdowns than others. So, you know, you, you, if you took somebody like who's on the list, like uh, Blarney Woolen Mills Group, um, you know, their turnover uh, it went down to 25 million in in uh, 2020 from 43 million the year before, and. Um, so that's a huge decrease, and yet they they the net profit only halved to one. So they still made a profit, and that was because they, you know they took radical juice their overheads. That's one example of and of the many examples of companies that actually, you know, even managed to increase their profits even though their turnover was hammered by lockdown restrictions. Yeah, certainly a good indication of good business out there, and sets it all up because every business on the list creates employment. They they provide. Uh, incomes and they they look after the people who are working underneath them because every every story has people working for them. Yes, exactly. And um, you know, there's some 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 very long established companies. Uh, like we came across there was one that's it's actually been featuring on our list for a long time, Atkins, which is, you know, it, it's the it's uh, it it distributes um, farm farm farm. farm 
farm machinery uh, for cutting grass and stuff like that. Like that's been going from since 1903, sorry, 1878. And so garden machinery, and it's it, it has kind of seen its turnover zoom in the last seven or eight years. A very old, long established firm that is um, solid as a rock. And anyone who works there must really uh, appreciate that. All right. Well, it's all available. Businessplus.ie is the website if you want to have a look at it or pick up a copy of Business Plus in stores now. Nick Mulcahy, editor of Same. Thanks so much for joining us. You're welcome. And that is it from this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget you can download every episode right now from redfm.ie. Kier McDonough was the producer and we'll catch you on the next one. Get the Red Business Podcast every week with Jonathan Healy at redfm.ie and wherever you get your podcasts.